Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to another episode of the Loose Cannons Podcast. I am your host, Samer, and I'm hanging with my boys as always, Stank and Poppy Latte. What is up, guys? You guys have a good weekend? Yes, sir. How was I'm having weekend? a great weekend. Yeah, I, I, Christian looks like he's having a I, Christian's hanging out. He's I, doing some uh, vacationing I, while he's hanging out with us. I'm, sun, I'm, 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 I'm more sun-kissed than I usually am right more now. It's a beautiful thing. We're, we're you, gonna look, have a, you look very sun-kissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, I would Sam, kiss you. I would kiss you, Christian. Absolutely. Sam, you look whiter than me. Once mm. again, I, I'm just. I'll have to fix I've that in post or something. But listen, man. I've uh, been out scalloping. I've been in the sun. Yeah, you you don't look any darker than usual. So, <laughs> um, we before we dive into like the fun that we have in store today, I wanted to thank the fourth part of our show, which would be X, my brother. He's our brother. He's family, and the following guest would not have been possible without my boy x so x thank you so much now we have a fun fun guest in store for you guys today um the one the only the fort morgan high school legend the pride of the nfl ginger society i know stank loves him because of that um one of my favorite players on the buccaneers your starting center ryan jensen what is up ryan What's going on? Thanks for having me on, guys. What's up, Ryan? Thank you. For What's good, Ryan? <laughs> welcome chilling, to chilling. the welcome to the weirdest Bucks podcast you'll ever be on, unless you I'm come on here. my unless you come on mine. But yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. Okay. Oh, oh man, dude, you're one of the like just right off the bat. I just want to let you know you're one of our favorite players, just from the perspective of you are fucking angry all the time on the field, dude. <laughs> And we fucking love that shit. We curse on this podcast, so having having a player who you obviously look like you curse on that field, so that's like it fits really nicely. Uh, I don't I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm, a, I'm an angel out there. Yeah. Well, um, I wanted. I'm Listen, gonna. You, you I'm, had me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Wait, no, go Samra, ahead. Before you, Samra, before you go on, I have to read a quote. Uh oh. By Ryan, but a quote by Ryan Jensen. Uh, somebody asked him uh, if gingers had souls, and and Ryan's <laughs> Ryan's response was, uh, he's a soul snatcher, and that when he's on the field, he's snatching souls. So he has actually more souls than anybody. You know, I mean, 
that that just tells you all you need to know about Ryan right there. Yeah, I know he snatched uh, Gerald McCoy's soul last season. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh my you God. Gonna say that? Are you allowed to no, say that? No, no, chill, 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 chill. I, did, I said you? it, whatever, man. Ryan, what? <laughs> we have Ryan on here, dude. I have to ask <laughs> you, bro, where were you when the news broke out that Tom Brady was coming to the Bucks, and what, like, how did you feel? What happened? Like, how did that all play out? Yeah, definitely. It was a, it was crazy for sure. Um, you know, I started hearing rumors, you know, probably about a week before, um, you know, he, he signed and before it really kind of hit, I kind of heard some, some rumors through some people and I'm like, yeah, there's, there's, there's no way he's going to come, uh, to the box. Like he's going to go on this like grand tour and he's going to end up back in new England and, you know, all will be quote unquote right in the NFL. Um, but you know, when that, when that day started getting closer and closer, about three days out is when, you know, I started hearing more and more. He's actually, you know, thinking about coming into town and going to dinner. And then obviously, uh, like he signed, it was just, it was just kind of crazy. Cause I was, I was back in Colorado at the time and, you know, I was just, I didn't think it was actually going to happen. And, uh, you know, obviously extremely excited. I mean, he got, you know, the greatest, greatest all time to come, come down here. So, um, you know, I, I didn't think it was real until that until that ink dried. I wasn't I wasn't uh, believing it. Neither were we. <laughs> except for, <laughs> for, for popular. Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. I was the only one that told you in December was going to happen, bro. And people started looking at me like I was crazy. Nah, man. Right? We, we we're collectively the majority of us were thinking something's going to happen. Like we've been left at the altar too many times. Like Brett Favre was supposedly our quarterback at one point, but he wasn't. And then we were supposed to have Bill Parcells one time. That didn't happen. Like. Things just don't happen for us as Bucks fans, it seems. And then when that ha- we're like, oh man, this COVID thing is holding up his his uh, physical. What's gonna happen? Like until that ink is on that freaking contract, it just it hasn't happened. Yeah, I won't, yet. Lie, I won't lie about that. I won't lie about that. I, I I predicted it with with Stank and Sammer, and I thought it would happen. And then when they announced it, I was like, I told you. And then that seventy two hours before he actually signed, my heart was in my throat like. 20 <laughs> i i actually like, still i still don't believe it i still don't believe it <laughs> he was he did the photo shoot bro he did the photo shoot it's ryan's the only one who's actually seen tom brady in the flesh i don't believe it until i see him in the flesh <laughs> was, i was, mean he's a, a mystical creature right he, he's an alien or something but no he uh that, that was the crazy going to that first uh like workout you know you know he's throwing to the guys going and snapping to him i was just like Actually, rewind that a little bit. Uh, about a week and a half after he signed, he uh, Jason Light actually texted me. He goes, hey, are you awake? I'm like, yeah, it was like 10 o'clock Colorado time. So it was almost midnight here in Tampa. Um, I'm like, yeah, what's up? He goes, hey, Tom's about to call you. I'm like, cool. And uh, I was expecting a phone call. I get a FaceTime. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I'm like, this is the, <laughs> like, That's the last person I thought when I signed down here, I'd be FaceTiming about being our new quarterback is, is Tom Brady. It was just, it was just crazy. Uh, but then, you know, when finally got to meet him and, and work with him a little bit, man, he's, he's a great dude. He's just a, a, a normal, he's just one of the guys. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect with, a you know, he's, you know, hangs out with the 1% of the 1%, you know, you know, you don't know how a guy like that's going to be. And man, it, it was, it was awesome. Just, you know, beginning to know him and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he's just one of the dudes. We talked a little bit, like we were saying, you, you're one of those guys that, you know, your emotions are pretty clear on the field. And Tom Brady has shown 
plenty of that in his career. Um, and I was always, I always wondered, like, when you're an offensive lineman or you're a defensive lineman, the guys that are down there, in, you know, in the dirt, are you guys – do you guys prefer to be the ones who get to do that kind of emotional, uh, you know, that that monster type of, uh, of play? And you guys prefer your quarterback to be more even keel? Or is it even more exciting to have a guy like Tom Brady, you know, the let's fucking go back behind you, like kind of mirroring the same type of, you know, uh, energy and, and just the that 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 nastiness that you guys usually have down there in the offensive line? Yeah, definitely. No, it's it's awesome having a having a guy like that. You know, Jameis was you know a, a let's go guy too, and and stuff like that. But you know, Tom, he he's kind of got he got a history of you know kind of getting in guys' faces on the sideline, which I'm I'm cool with. Like, you know, that I feed off that kind of stuff. So for me, it's it's uh, you know having a guy with that kind of energy and that kind of attitude, you know, who's who's fighting for you, just like you know you're fighting for him. It's it's uh, contagious for sure. Hey Ryan, not I don't want you to give away your your strengths and weaknesses, but I do have to ask you. I mean, you line up against a guy like Vita Vea in practice. Um, you know, are you more comfortable facing those extra large dudes like Vita versus somebody like maybe an Aaron Donald? Um, you know, I, like talk about the differences when you when you play a smaller nose or, or a three technique versus playing against a guy like Vita. Which a guy, you know, Aaron Donald, we shut down, by the way. I just want to put that out yeah, there. Yeah, I know. We shut I know. him down. <laughs> I know. We did. Shut him shut down. Him. I didn't even think he played yeah, that no, game. It, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's uh, it's different. Like, I tell you what, I I, I hope I never have to leave the Bucks and come back and, and play uh, play Vita because that dude is, is a freak. And, you know, he took a huge step in year two. And in year three, I mean, it, watch out. Like, the, the, the kid is uh, – he's, he's a freak strength-wise, athleticism-wise for being – you know, 335, between 335 and 350. I mean, the dude's a, an absolute monster. But, you know, going into a game against, you know, a guy, you know, usually I, I probably won't see a guy as strong as, as Vita, you know, line up against me in, in a game. But, you know, those bigger guys, I, you know, you, you you approach the game a little different when you got a, when you got a big, you know, slug type guy who's a who's big heavyweight who's just going to try to, you know, run down your middle and, and run you over and stuff like that compared to, you know, the, uh, the smaller guys that are a little bit more athletic. And for me, you know, going, been doing this for, you know, quite a while now, uh, you know, I've found things that, that work for, for both things, you know, for, for both types of players and, uh, you know, a, a big slug guy, I'm going to try to get on a little bit more and, and, uh, you know, try to get him get a speed stop before they even get going where, you know, a speed guy, you know, I'm going to get off the ball a little bit more and, and, uh, try to have them, you know, take away their their edge moves and stuff like that, and have them try to just, uh, you know, run down my center line. That way, you know, I just kind of snatch them up and and it's over. That's that's kind of how I, I approach certain aspects of the game. You know, obviously, like in the run game, those those big guys are harder to move. Um, but you know, like this, it, there's there's a give and take on each each type of player. Like a they all they each have their own uh, advantages. But uh, it definitely. Does one give you more trouble than the other, you think? Uh, it used to be, I mean, you know, they make a lot of, everybody, you know, in the NFL makes a ton of money. So, you know, they're all, they're all paid, but you know, the speed guys used to give me a little bit more of an issue because I'm, I'm so aggressive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you, when you're aggressive against a speed guy, they can tend to get your edge a little bit more. But as I've grown as a player, I've really, you know, kind of settled in and, uh, been more patient when I need to be patient and stay aggressive when I can be aggressive. So that's, that's something that I've, I've learned over the years. 
Who has better like, hair? What? Who's, who has better hair, you or Vita? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Vita's got some glorious locks, man. I, I got. I, I also do, but like Vita, I mean, his hair's like very, think, very similar. Your hair and Vita's hair are very similar. Very similar. I think Vita's hair is uh, about down to his about down to his ass, though. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm, know if you know this, but I'm but Papi Latte, this, yeah. he's he's the one who who cultivates Vita's hair. Uh, he takes care of it. My business partner, not me. My, my not my, yeah. Sorry, his business partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ryan, so what's it been like? Because um, it, it, it's a disadvantage on one side, right? Because not being able to be at the facility because of COVID, unfortunately. Um, but having a guy like Tom Brady and going down to the undisclosed location in these workouts, what's that been like? Uh, is, is he like a coach on the field? I mean, do you guys even need coaches out there with you guys that know in the <laughs> offense and, and Mike Godwin and obviously Brady? I mean, what's it like with that guy at the helm so far? Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome watching him work and, you know, the, the details that he goes into with, with guys, how he wants them to run their routes and, um, and, and just the little minute details like that, um, you know, really show why he's been as successful as he has been in his career. Um, just the little details you wouldn't think about, about, you know, telling guys to relax their face when they're running to, you know, keep their arms moving when they're in their break, just like simple little things you wouldn't really think about. He goes, you know, if you if you do this, you do that, you know, it's going to, you know, help you get separation, you know, little itty bitty things that you wouldn't you wouldn't think about. And and hearing him talk to, you know, guys like like Mike and Chris and and uh, even Gronk, like and they, they sit and they listen, they go, man, that makes it that makes a ton of sense of why you would do that. So, uh, you know, obviously there's, uh, you know, a leader like like Tom, who, you know, really is he's like a, a coach. uh on the field, um, it's definitely a, a big advantage. Ryan, in, in years past, we've had Jameis here, and Jameis has worked in the offseason with Mike. He's worked in the offseason with Chris. Uh, he's worked in the offseason with Cam. We've never really seen a center join in on their workouts. <laughs> you know, we've never really we didn't we never saw that. We didn't even see backup quarterbacks really. But so. Two questions, kind of, in this one. It, it, did were you a little surprised that Tom asked you to come out to the actual workouts? And two, what, like, what did you learn, or, or what was he attempting to learn, or, or, or you know, kind of cultivate between the center and the quarterback, and just these off-season workouts that don't seem like they're so important, but obviously they are to Tom, and I'm sure there's reason why. Yeah, definitely. It uh, it kind of is kind of funny because it started and. Uh, you know, me and Tom started getting to know each other before I came back. And so I texted him like, Hey, you, you fly private a lot, obviously, you know, do you got a, you know, connection I can use to come fly? And he goes, Oh, you coming back to Tampa? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. He goes, when are you coming back? I'm like 18th of May. He goes, all right, cool. I'll see you the 19th. I'm like, for like, for what? <laughs> he goes, he goes, uh, you know, we, we started seven at, at, at the high school, you know, I want you to come snap. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And uh, no, it's it's it actually uh, it, it was a good bridge um, for me to be able to talk to, you know, talking to Tom and figuring out how he likes his snap count and uh, other different things that are going to be a little different from last year and being able to be the bridge to take that to, you know, the O-line meetings when we we're doing all the Zoom meetings and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I, that and just kind of, there has to be a, a good relationship between the center and the, and the quarterback because we have to be able to think uh, very alike 
and really it was a great opportunity to be out on the field, you know, snapping the ball, all that, but able to uh, pick each other's brains on how we, how we see things and how, uh, you know, we want to handle, you know, simple things like the mic point and, and changing protections and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it seems like a real minute, uh, you know, role for me to go and, and snap the football, but it, it, you know, it's that camaraderie between, you know, a quarterback and a and center. It was just kind of like the, the big start about that, you know, talking about football. Did you so take, Ryan, did you, you take you, you guys you, to a local bar? And try to out drink you guys because we've all heard that heard that story. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not 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 yet, not yet, not yet. Hopefully that'll be soon. All the bars are closed, Sammer. Come on. Yeah, uh, it's Sammer, Tom, dude. It's Tom, Tom, it's Tom calls a bar and says, "Hey, I'm bringing a few of my guys over for some drinks." The bar like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem. We'll set up That's and they'll true. have extra." I mean, staff. listen, Come on. listen. See, full transparency. If if I owned the bar, I would totally break the state mandate if Tom Brady called me. I would Absolutely. open up. Absolutely. I'm just saying. I, think that's, I, yeah, I, I think, would open up. Listen, the, our own mayor tried to rat him out for working out it, you know, so I don't know. <laughs> right, so, listen, so Ryan, Ryan, the, the, answer, the answer was really very politically correct. I, I heard uh, the rumor on Twitter was that the reason Tom wanted you out there because he needed to find out moisture-wise how much you actually sweat on him and try to figure out that issue. Is that is there any truth to that rumor? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, was, it was kind of funny because that was uh, – in that, that – first FaceTime call when he called me, you know, we, you know, Hey, where you live in Tampa, you know, where should I live? Yada, yada, yada. Even though he probably already knew he was going to move into Jeter's house, but you know, all that, you know, that, uh, walk around bullshit talk that, you know, you do when you first meet somebody for the first time. And then he goes, but on the, on the business, he goes, uh, how much do you sweat? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't Wait, sweat. What? <laughs> there we go. I'm like, and I'm like, because uh, when he officially signed, uh, one of my buddies who had played with him or actually played with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Ben Garland, he's a, he's a backup swing guy for uh, San Francisco, and he ended up starting a lot of games last year. Uh, Jimmy does the same thing. So Ben texts me. He goes, uh, yes, Tom, talk to you about the uh, the sweat towel yet. And I'm like, what are you what are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, he goes uh, Jimmy took his, took his secret and, you know, Jimmy makes a, a shove a towel down our ass too. And I'm like, Oh, okay. so as soon as Tom brought it up, I go, yeah, you want me to shove a towel down my ass and put powder down? Don't you? He, he goes, he goes, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. I'm like, I'm not a huge sweater. So how about we, we, we go like one day without, without the towel and the powder and, and see how it goes. And, uh, He's like, yeah, you don't really sweat all that much, but I want you to put a towel down your pants and, you know, coach your ass and, and baby powder. So I'm like, all right, cool. Sounds good. But yeah, the first day, um, it's kind of funny because that picture that I, I even posted it on Twitter um, of him holding the towel, that's, that was literally him teaching me how to fold the towel properly to, uh, <laughs> you know, put down my, put yeah. down my pants. I thought like, that was you. Just, you I thought alien. that was. I thought that was you just trolling, but that was actually the oh, conversation was, in the photo. That was the, that was the <laughs> that was a Mr. Miyagi dude, moment right there. Dude, but we all got dude, to see it. Listen, dude, like you said, alien. You said alien, bro, at the beginning of this this podcast when you referred to Tom Brady, right? Like, what person stays up at night figuring out how to perfectly fold a towel <laughs> to shove down a center? Only Tom Brady. Only Tom right. Brady, bro. And then that, you got You got to tell us the truth. And, and that's like the that's like the uh, the the stupid little details of his game and his personality and his just way he I'm sure he lives every aspect of his life. Um, that's uh, that's just 
what he does. And uh, that's just another one of those uh, small details that uh, is important to him. What is the, what Ryan. is the, I know we're kind of just talking nonstop about Tom, but I just have like, what is the immediate difference that you notice between him and any other quarterback you've worked with so far? I mean, just kind of his, his presence is just different. You know, when he's uh, doing what he does, you know, like, you know, Jameis works, you know, works his freaking his ass off. And I, I love Jameis to death. You know, Tom is just, it's just different when you're around Tom, like, you know, he, he's done it for so long. He's, you know, got six championships. Um, there's, there's just like this different like feeling when, when you're working with him, uh, you know, he just brings it. He's one of those guys that brings out like everybody's best. It seems like, you know, obviously all I've done is, is snap the ball through my legs to him, but um, he just, you get that feeling of uh, that, like elite, elite leadership type uh, personality traits. And uh, I think that that's huge for, for us, especially, you know, we're not, we're not a super young team on the offensive side of the ball, but uh, you know, Tom's one of those guys that even the defensive guys, you know, who are, our secondary is pretty, pretty young uh, is going to be huge for them. Mm-hmm. By the way, Ryan, uh, somebody just texted me uh, for a haircut and I told my cut them out of town, but they wanted me to say hello to you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's no, it's no big deal. It's just, uh, you know, a hall of fame kicker, Matt Gay. So he said, tell Ryan, what's up. you know what I mean? No big deal. Um, yeah. Hey, tell, tell Ryan, Matt what's up. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you can, spill the beans, Ryan? You've been out there at the workouts. We've seen the helicopter. You know, it's annoying. It's over you guys. You mentioned you mentioned Chris Godwin. You mentioned Mike. You mentioned Gronk. That's cool. But the meat and potatoes, bro. Scotty Miller's wide receiver one at this point, right? Like, I mean, me and Stank been pounding this drum for you know since the beginning since the workout. Scotty Miller is wide receiver one. I tell you what, Scotty is—he's looking really good, man. He—he, he, when he—that's uh, you know, Scotty's one of those those guys that like Tom is definitely gonna uh, bring along uh, really well. And just watching him run routes and 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 you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know the route concepts and stuff like that. All I know is that man is fast. And you mean, you mean they don't he, make you learn? You don't? You're not like the backup emergency <laughs> wide receiver? I mean, I. <laughs> You know, if, if that's the case, you know, just tell me to run like a, a ten yard out or something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I mean, Vita got the Vita got the Vita score. got one, bro. Yeah, I want to see up, you bro? get one, bro. I, I know. V, v is obviously the more athletic big man on this team. No offense, Ryan. No offense, Ryan, but he's you know he's fullback one, dude. I mean, he's fullback two. Are you tight crazy? Three. I've seen Ryan <laughs> pull, bro. I've seen Ryan pull. You're crazy. Don't try that man like that. <laughs> but no, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, Scotty. I think I, he's a. Uh, He's going to surprise some people this year. Okay. Uh, you know, funny that that, that uh, Poppy Latte brought this up. I actually had a fan uh, ask a question. Um, I, I was talking to him before you came on. Um, this guy named Dean Jensen, who follows me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, I was asking, I was kind of asking him if he had any embarrassing stories he could he could share with me about you and your growing up. Like, did you pee the bed? You know, that he wouldn't even he wouldn't go there. But he did <laughs> tell me to ask you about some ice fishing story um, where he asked you, are you hungry now? Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like, I'm like, I'm probably, I'm probably 10 or 11. Um, so it, it's me, my dad, my uncle and my cousin. And we're up in a uh, red feathers lakes in red feather lakes in uh, Colorado. It's just like West of uh, West of Fort Collins. And I'm like probably, I think 10 or 11. And, when I, when I was younger, I, I had really bad issues keeping my blood sugar, like, intact. Like, I would 
get like my blood sugar would drop really, really, uh, really bad. Uh, so I'd get really grumpy and, and uh, you know, get pissy and, and all that. But so we're up, we're, we're up ice fishing and uh, it, it's windier than hell. So me and my dad are in a hut and my uncle and my cousin are sitting in the same, they're connected to our hut, but uh, you know, separate huts. And, you know, when we first set up everything, we didn't, we didn't anchor the, the hut down and we had a cooler outside and I'm like, I'm like, Hey, uh, uh, dad, can you grab me something to eat? Can you grab me something to eat? He goes, no, it's too windy. I'm not going out there. And I just kept, bur- you know, uh, berating him, asking like, and I started getting pissed cause I was hungry. I'm like, can you give me, give me something to eat. Give me something to eat. So he goes, fine. He unzips the, uh, the ice hut steps out and right as he steps out, just like, a probably a. <laughs> 50 60 mile an hour gust of wind comes and just catches inside the 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 hut and i mean just takes me for a ride <laughs> probably like probably like a 70 80 yard ride and he comes running grabs it and pulls the sled and he just he pokes his head are you hungry now <laughs> I'm just like, at the time i'm pissed i'm like no and then we get back to the the, the holes that we had drilled and uh the whole time we had two fish on it was just like the craziest shit like we we get back and i'm like i feel like i got a fish on we both caught a fish in the you know, it was it was it was it was crazy man uh yeah, definitely we scary and we i don't know ice fish in here in florida yeah the <laughs> last thing i remember uh like as soon as the wind picked up i see my cousin his eyes got about that big around and as i, I start blowing away instead of like trying to grab the he just zips up his his ice shed just like watches me fly away i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) each man for his own right that kind of leads to another question um i follow you on twitter a lot of bucks fans follow you on twitter you're a big you're a big food guy you're a big grill guy three of us are huge in the grilling um what is your like if we were coming to dinner what would be your go-to if you're main in the grill and 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 you're the guy in charge of everything for that night and and i'm Um, hungry now (laughs) <laughs> I'm definitely a, a the classic steak and potato guy. Uh, for me, if I'm having a, if I'm having a big you know big party, you know I'm probably get four or five uh, you know three inch cut cowboy cut ribeyes, and I'm a I'm gonna smoke I'm gonna smoke those babies for probably about an hour at about 225 250 degrees until the the internal temperature gets to about 119 and then. I have my cast iron heated up like hot, 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 smoking hot, and then just slap, slap, sear it, uh, put it off the side, uh, do it with all the steaks. And then as soon as I get all the steaks seared, I'm going to put a bunch of butter in the pan, and I'm going to go one more sear, just quick sear on each side to and get, base, to get just, base just kind of base it. I was going to ask, you when, the, uh, I was gonna uh, ask Ryan, you when the butter Ryan. came in. Ryan, like you, you, I'm literally, I'm, 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 you can't see, I'm not in my studio with the good camera with the 4K like they got over here, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting emotionally here, man, because we're, we're emotionally attached to food, you know what I mean, Ryan? And listen, reverse searing, bro, that's the way to go, man. Absolutely. It's, it's a game changer, you, man. Like, and especially the, the and, then, and then you, you baste it, you get a couple garlic things, some rosemary, and just, ah, bro, you that's, it. Oh, that's yeah. it. I'm, I'm hungry now. That's game changer, man. Where where does the love of cooking come from for you, Ryan? It, it honestly it came from growing up. Like I just it, it's kind of funny because I used to go to baseball practice like in the summertime, and you know we had to practice like seven o'clock in the morning uh, playing baseball. 
and then you know we'd get get back home about 10 o'clock just in time to watch the prices right and watch the prices right during the summer and then it would be directly over to the, the food network i just i just loved learning how to cook when i was young i mean i was a, i was a fat chubby kid you know so i had to learn how to how to cook but uh no that's just kind of where it came from it's kind of funny because I, I used to want to own my own restaurant and stuff when i was growing up i never thought i'd be like in the nfl and so like that was kind of like one of my my dreams was to you know open my own open my own restaurant but uh it just i've always enjoyed cooking it's just been something that uh kind of relaxes me and it's a different challenge and you know i tried doing new recipes you know a couple new recipes you know once a month you know a couple times a month and just kind of try to challenge myself and and, and do something new but that's just i'm just relaxing for me so when is tampa getting oh. a ryan jensen restaurant when does that happen I'm okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry Ooh, a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary over by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details damn might, might have to might have to see if I got something in the works here in the next couple of years. I know I know your boy Demar's got he's a restaurateur. He's got to you know he's got to have the hookup somewhere out there. Yeah, he also you know Demar also eats his steak uh, well done. So oh no oh no oh, oh. no that oh, is a, a sin. That is a bombshell. That is a sin. That that should be that should just be the name of this this podcast episode. Well done, well done, Demar. Well done, Demar? Really? Ew. Well done, Ryan. Come on, the, Ryan. Question for you. Right. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm huge with that with my son, and I don't know if you're watching the YouTube channels, but if you don't, you should check out Sam the Cooking Guy. Amazing. But the Food Network. I watch it with my son all the time, and, and we're addicted to it. But better celebrity chef, in your opinion, Bobby Flay, Gordon Ramsay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Gordon because he's an asshole, and I like assholes. So yes, <laughs> yes. I, I love I love me some Bobby Flay, but Gordon Ramsay, man. I can All right, so watch I just, him I, and mesmerize watching him cook. So yeah. we we debate about meat quite a bit on this podcast. I mean, meat is probably ninety percent of what we talk about. You would think it'd be more Bucks football, but we love meat here. Um, are you a sauce guy or a dry rub guy when it comes to your meats? Why, why would a, you go I'm, there? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm a dry you know, rub guy. I love oh, you. Bro. Oh, I love no. you. I love you so much. God, I just I'm not a, I'm not a sauce guy. I'm a I'm a I'm a Carolina, Texas style barbecue guy. I'm not a big Kansas City Jesus. barbecue guy. But what about like, wings? I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. No, drive no, hold on, hold on. In, in, in Ryan's defense. In Ryan's defense. In Ryan's defense. See, you you tricked them there, Stink. Because we're no, not talking about chicken wings mm-hmm. on barbecue. Dry rub is that's fine. But we're talking about chicken wings specifically yeah you got a picture it's chicken all, wings all meats all meats but yeah specifically chicken wings sauce or dry rub oh i'm a i'm a sauce and dry rub okay usually what i do is i smoke like if i'm doing wings i'll like i'll smoke some wings just you know whatever seasoning i want to use and then uh I, I i don't like barbecue wings though like it, only only buffalo wings or like you know some other type of like spicy spicy sauce other than that it's Salt and pepper, where uh, uh, I'm, I'm starting to like salve. I'm, I man, see I'm, that. So are we, by the way. So are we. I tell you, like it's 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 either buffalo for me or or lemon pepper. 
that's usually my two go-to. It's either a spicy sauce or lemon pepper, or if I'm feeling, you know, a little, you know, a little Northeast back to my, my Baltimore roots, it'll be some old Bay. Ranch or blue cheese? Ranch or blue cheese? Blue cheese. Yes, another okay. one for the we're right answer. Yes. All the right answers. Right. Hey, Matt Matt always talk Matt's always telling us that he's grilling like almost every night at his place. Have Matt you Gay. had Matt yeah, Gay, yeah. Yeah, he says he's he's apparently he grills his wings and grills chicken a lot. Have you had any of his food? I haven't. Apparently uh, my invitation got lost in the mail. <laughs> Ooh. Ouch. Matt. Matt. Wow. You got to be better Come than on, that, Matt. Matt. Come on, man. Have I'm, you I'm, ever Go ahead. Have go you ahead. ever played with a th- a thicker kicker? Than Matt Gay. I mean, in your career. Matt Gay, I mean, big dude. Yeah, no. Nah. The, the only kickers I've played with are obviously our Tucker up in Baltimore. Rewind. I actually, my kicker in uh, in college, he was he was probably about 275, 285. Oh, damn. <laughs> he was a big old boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big old boy. I, I had to think about that for a second. He yeah, also he, played he's, tight uh, He was, yeah, he was a pretty big dude, but uh, – not that's like thick, not in a good way. That's a thick kick. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't he wasn't running down on kickoff. He, no, he you don't have to you what, have a six could, pack could, to kick the ball. Right, like he could boot the shit out of the ball because he had so much weight behind him. But uh, yeah, no. Matt is the, like the most the more athletic kicker that I've probably seen in in you know that that sense. So Ryan, like you you know obviously you played with with Matt last year, and now you've got Tom here, and now you've got Gronk. How does it feel that like you legitimately are surrounded by and you got Mike Evans? You have four Hall of Famers just on the offense hanging out with you. Like, how does that feel? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's crazy. Uh, you know, Gronk. I got to meet Gronk uh, a couple weeks ago, and just great dude. It's just it's just it's just crazy uh, the offensive weapons that are that the Bucks have. It's just like it doesn't make sense. How how are you going to have you know Mike, uh, Chris, Scotty Miller? Gronk, Tom, OJ, you know, Cam. It's like you look at our offensive, you know, firepower. It's it's unreal. You know, one. I know. I don't. I don't. And and then then you have a Hall of Fame kicker. Like, it's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. Then then Rojo's really coming along. Like Rojo's gonna. I think he's gonna break out this year. It's uh. It's gonna be. It's gonna be crazy, man. Because, you know, I don't know how defenses are gonna guard. Or you know, when you when you have Gronk, OJ. Uh, well, you know, Mike and Chris out there on the field at the same time. Like, who are you going to double team? Like, <laughs> 12, 12 you know? personnel. And if, they, and if they decide to double team, if they decide to double team, we run the ball right down their throat. I love it. Exactly. You know, they're they're they, they're going to have to play a two like a two shell type defense, or they're going to just get gutted in the, not- in the in the in the pass game. But if they really run that, you know, you know, two shell cover two type looks, we're going to just get, we're going to run the ball down their throat because they're only going to have seven guys in the box. It's going to be. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy how uh, I'm like, I'm excited to see how defenses are gonna scheme us this year. I mean, when when you decide to run the ball like that too, you've got Gronk and OJ who are are good blockers on you know on top of all of that. On top Gronk of Gronk is a line. legit. He's a legit yeah, extra I mean, lineman. He can block like no. He yeah, Gronk's definitely an extra. He's he's got a little bit of that sight going on. And Oclair is a good blocker too, isn't he? Anthony. Yeah, Anthony's a Anthony's a good uh, good blocker too. Hey Ryan, uh, speaking of blockers, we uh, we drafted a kid, Tristan Wirfs. Um, have you had any interaction with the kid? Did you Facetime him at midnight and like <laughs> skip, you know do any any hazing or anything? I mean, what what do you know about him? You know, he can uh, jump out of a pool. A, he can jump out of a pool. That's that's about all I know. No, can you? Uh, 
No, absolutely not. I would I'd break my neck trying to jump out of a pool. Um, <laughs> I'm too old for that bullshit. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, from other from like Zoom meetings and stuff, I haven't I, I haven't had a, a crazy chance to uh, really get to know him at all. But uh, what the hell? He seems like a he seems like a great kid just from the the conversations that I've had. And uh, you know, the Iowa offensive linemen are are gritty, grindy you know, hardworking guys, you know, played with one of the best guards to ever play the game and, and Marshall Yonda, who, who's from Iowa. And you just look at, you know, him and uh, Balaga and, uh, you know, now Tristan. And it's it's the offensive linemen you get out of uh, Iowa are just usually top-notch guys. With COVID. Now, in Zoom meeting so far, in no. Zoom meeting so far, does it look like the kid, is he wide-eyed or does he look like he just belongs? Yeah, no, he, he looked look like a rookie. Uh, you mean? I mean, you never know what a, what a rookie's going to look like until they strap out on the pads. You know, I've seen plenty of uh, rookies who look like all pros, uh, you know, during like OTAs. And obviously we didn't have OTAs this year. And then the pads come on, they get smacked in the face one time and they, and they, they collapse. But, uh, you know, he, he just, he's one of those guys that uh, he looks like he could be a day one starter and just how intelligent he is talking with uh you know, we, we kind of had like separated meetings. Usually we have like interior guys meet and then the outside guys meet, but just like talking with, with Goody and, and asking him about him because obviously, you know, I'm kind of like kind of the leader of the line. I need to make sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, Goody says he's a, a very, very intelligent and uh, he's picking up the offense really good. I was going to, I was going to say, um, it's no secret that when rookies join the NFL, there's always that, you know, that rookie hazing process that goes on. With COVID now in the way, like how are you guys going to adapt, and how do you guys maybe think you're going to haze Tristan now that, that that he's the rookie in your room? Yeah, you know it, it's we can't really you know do the the traditional hazing anymore. That's been kind of out for about four or five, about six years now. Uh, but you know, there's little there's little things that you know young guys are responsible for. Uh, I wouldn't consider it hazing. It's just more like you know kind of rookie duties. You know, you got to make sure the the refrigerator in the O line room is is stocked with Gatorade and, and water, and you know we have we have uh, a plenty of snacks and stuff in the room. Um, but you know, we, we do a pretty cool thing uh, as an offensive line together, where we actually go out to dinner every Thursday night uh, during the season, and you start with the oldest guy in the room and, and work your way down, and everybody pays for a dinner, and then usually we end it with you know uh, you know a, a rookie dinner. But uh, no, it's a uh, it's pretty. We're pretty laid back group, uh, not not too much uh, not too much hazing. Uh, Alex Kappa, he kind of had a rough start coming into this league. I think he was a tackle coming out of college and then transitioned to guard. What's your evaluation? How much did Alex grow last year in your in your estimation? Yeah, I mean he grew he grew a lot. Um, you know, I think he's you know got the ability to be an above average starter even or even better. Um, the thing, the thing I always I notice is just kind of crazy if you if you look at our interior offensive line. I mean, you've got a D three guy and two D two guys that are you know slotted in the starting spots. Um, you know, Kappa has that that grit and that that you know doesn't forget where he came from uh, mentality. That chip on his shoulder, being a D two guy, and uh, you know, last year he took took huge leaps. I mean, for Christ's sake, the dude broke his arm in the second quarter of the first Bro. New Orleans game. And, and not just not just like fractured, but like broke, and, and played. played the, and he played the rest of the game with a, a, a broken 
radius and, and humorous. Just like the dude's tough as nails, and that's that's what you that's kind of what you you get from these small school guys. You know, we'll kind of play through anything and 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 all that. But uh, you know, Kappa took huge steps forward last year. Um, he's going into his third year. You know, he's he's poised for a a, a big year too. Is he the guy that you no, consider Ryan. closest to you in regards to that nastiness that that just unnecessary roughness waiting to happen mentality <laughs> yeah i mean i think uh the last you know you, you watch his college film and you mean him had a lot of similarities coming out of college uh you know i think he's he's felt his way around a little bit more and now that he's you know getting a little bit older and, and figuring out how to incorporate that nasty into the game you know i think it's uh uh this year it'll be uh it'll be more prevalent this year i think I mean, did college, Brian, college, the, college properly prepare you to play in the NFL? I, you know, I I hear it's harder and harder to evaluate alignment coming out of college because the college game is so different than the pro game. How did it work for you? When you got in the NFL, was it like, oh, holy shit, this is a completely different game? Or did you do you think you transitioned well, you know, from from your college to, to the pros? Yeah, you know, coming from, from D2 school, um, you know, most of these college schools now, you know, they're all in the spread, four wide. Our primary – our prime primary uh, offense was uh, 22 personnel. So we were just two tight ends, two backs, and just, I mean, running mm -hmm. downhill, put your hand in the dirt and come off the ball um, with, you know, we were going to have a West coast style offense in college where, you know, a lot of colleges aren't doing that no more. I mean, you'd see like the Alabamas of the world, the college world, they, you know, they run kind of a pro style offense and, and stuff like that. But uh I mean, yeah, coming out, you know, the style of game was, was good. You know, obviously there's a bunch of difference. You know, everybody's bigger and stronger and faster than you. Um, but for the most part, uh, from an offensive scheme, definitely uh, I transitioned pretty easily. Now, <clears throat> Ryan, I got a question. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Um, I think I would be remiss if I didn't ask. Um, with all this stuff going on yesterday, and you spoke about the one percenters in the league, uh, how do you feel and what's, what's, what's the feeling in, in your group or you overall as far as playing this year with all this stuff and the NFL not uh, having the proper guidelines? Like, I'm starting to get a little nervous, bro. You can take a lot of, ways, a lot of things away from me. You can take away NBA. Don't take away my fucking football, bro. <laughs> just, just sedate me till 2021, if you know what I mean. I can't – Right. I, the day-to-day -day life, you know, the water cooler talk, the BSing at the barbershop, if there's no football, sedate me, Ryan. So <laughs> – is the NFL going to get the crap together? Are you guys going to play? Or what, what's the deal, bro? All this stuff, you know, Russell Wilson tweeting, I, I don't I, we want to play. but Yeah, I think there's just, there's a, some confusion in, in certain things, you know, that the league's saying, you know, the PA saying. Right now it just seems like, you know, a lot of stuff's being said, but nothing's really being said, if you know what I mean. It's just, it's, it's kind of going back and forth right now and, you know, obviously, I mean, shit, I want to play. Like, I live for football. It's, you know, it's what I do. Um, and, like, I, I understand the frustration and, and guys want to make sure they're safe and they want to keep their family safe, which I totally get. Um, and the NFL needs to, you know, make sure that proper guidelines are, are put in place. You know, that way we're not, you know, necessarily risking our lives, you know, for, uh, you, know, the, you know, risking our lives for uh, the team to, you know, make money while we don't know what's going to happen. If we go on IR, are they going to cut our salary? Are they going to even pay us? There's, there's things like that that are going on right now where, you know, there's, there's NFL saying, Oh, well, if, uh, I know it was, it got posted. If you, if you get, 
uh, test positive for COVID, you get placed on IR for a minimum of three, three weeks. Well, that's really going to mess with a lot of young guys that a lot of young guys have splits in their contracts. So it's like, well, are they going to get their half their pay? Or are they going to get full pay? Because it's not really a football related injury. You know, are you going to screw them out of, you know, potentially $7,500,000 in their pocket because they, they got a disease. So, you know, the, the league's making money. So I know that's, that's a huge uh, hurdle right now. It's like, what are they going to do with guys that test positive? Are they going to go on IR? How's that IR going to pay going to work? Um, but, uh, you know, regulations on if you're in contact with, um, you know, in close contact with somebody that has it, are, do you automatically get quarantined? There's, there's a lot of questions right now that um, they're trying to figure out really quickly. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to play. Um, since this thing started with this virus and, and everything, it's just, I mean, the NFL owns a day of the week. I mean, you know, like they're going to do, <laughs> they're, they're going to, they're going to do everything they can to, to play. And, you know, I'm here for it. You know, obviously I want to stay healthy. I want everybody to stay healthy, but you know, simple fact of the matter is there's going to be guys that test positive and uh, we need to have a, a guideline on how that's going to work out. Well, as long as is you it, don't swap, swap jerseys at the end of the game, I think you're going to be, okay. yeah, you're fine. Yeah, I know. Just, I know. just don't do that, bro. Just I know we just, we should just wear uh, uh, those, uh, it was like medical suits you see guys working in uh in uh those, those you, know, virus you, shops. you ever seen those big inflatable balls that you crawl into and then you slam into each other <laughs> yeah we should just put those on shit Zorb, zorbs or orbs yeah, yeah that would like be cool, cool bro but sh shame on them though a lot of people look at it from the other perspective you know these guys are making a bunch of money shame on the nfl the nfl like come on and if you contract it you're around 80 people all the time. Plus, when you engage with other teams, with other teams, and it's a close. He throws up on us. Yeah, about you could have done it or should pay the guy, pay the guys if they contracted, they should get their full salaries. It's a football injury at this point. I was talking to Stank about it a couple weeks ago, where it's it's just going to be the new normal this year. If somebody gets it, it's like pulling a hamstring or something, or uh, you know, twisting an ankle, you know. So and so's out for two weeks with COVID, or for three weeks with yeah. COVID. It's just part of the game. This year, like. you know what I mean? The people, yeah, but the people who bring up the whole thing with like, you know, shame on these guys—they make millions and millions of dollars to play a game. It's not all of them. There's guys that are like right there on the cusp of not making a team. There's guys that are playing for the vet minimum. Like, there's guys that aren't millionaires playing the sport yet, and like taking games away. Like Ryan was like, that's not fair, or is it fair? I mean, to like segregate it all as, oh, these guys play a game and they get paid millions of dollars. Okay, yeah, you could look at it that way, Doesn't but matter. it's not that's not how it look that's not how it should be looked at. And it just, you know, what Donovan Smith said, I agree with I, it. I, agree I disagree with, with it. I I like not like disagree with it as an absolutely don't say anything stupid like that. Like, I agree with all sides like in that argument. Um Ryan, like as as, as like how do you feel about what what Donovan said? Like is that something that you guys would have as like a discussion amongst all of you, or is that one of those things where there's just a mutual respect and you guys just understand how things work between, cause you guys have a ripple effect. If one of you gets it, it's not the teammates that are only affected. It's your family. It's, you know, your family's family. It's everyone you come in contact with in general from a day to day basis. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I have the, you know, a much respect for Donovan and, you know, as a man, you have to make a choice. Um, and if that, his choice is, you know, implied I, I haven't really had a chance to sit down and talk to him about what you know the, the post meant and everything you know what it kind of implied is you know kind of what it implied um 
but you know he's about to bring a, a a young kid you know a newborn baby into his into his into his life into his house and um yeah that's that's scary um because obviously you don't want to go play this game and do that and then you bring home this this virus and you know get one of your family members sick and you know next thing you know it's you know it could turn tragic you know i i understand where he's coming from and i have the utmost respect for you know whatever decision he he decides to do if you know there's even a decision to be made um but you know it's it's just crazy that's just the way this season's going to be it's going to be it's going to be weird and full of, uh, full of uncertainty yep just completely full of uncertainty like what's going to happen nobody nobody knows and i feel like uh you know, this has been going on for, you know, what, since February when it started getting bad over here. And it's like, what is, what has is the NFL been doing the last six months, you know, seven months? Or were they just like hoping this was going to go away and they didn't, seems now like they're like, now, now they're scrambling and they don't have like a guideline on anything. It's just like, now they're scrambling and, you know, I mean, hell, the, the rookies report on Wednesday and the injured guys report on Wednesday and they still don't have a, a plan in effect. It's just, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy the way it's, the way it's going. And, uh, you know, hopefully they can, they can figure something out really quick. And, uh, cause I, I, I know all, you know, 99% of the guys want to play the game. You know, that's, that's what we do with football players. You know, that's how a lot of guys identify themselves as by football players. Um, so it's definitely, I mean, hell, I'm, I'm playing and I want to play and, and I know a lot of guys do, but at the same time, we have to make sure uh, we're doing the best thing for us and, and our families. Yeah. Hey, Ryan. It's what I said a few minutes ago. It's what, it's what I said a few minutes ago. It's shame on them, Ryan, because like you said, they had six months and that's all I kept hearing all off season is that the NFL has the longest landing strip. They have more than enough time. Baseball put out their guidelines. The NBA put out their guidelines. And it's like, well, what are you guys doing? Like you said, you're just going to wish it away or something. But I do have to ask you because I, I know I can, I can, they can relate, um, and we, we've heard it all around town. Is there any level of frustration or just like, fuck? Because we've heard it, Sam or Sank, it's a buck's life. Like, in the year that we get fucking Tom Brady, <laughs> in the year that we coax Gronkowski out of retirement, I know you guys were fucking pumped. It's like, man, playoffs, Super Bowl, expectations, and it's like COVID. Is there any level of like, this is bullshit or frustration. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. I know everybody's frustrated. Um, and it's just like, you know, at this point it's like, I, fans are no fans. I, you know, I don't know. Like, I just, I just want to play the game, you know? And it's like, I mean, you just, you do, you look at our team and it's like, when's the last time a team has been this stacked on, on offense and, and you look at our defense and, you know, our front seven is unreal. Then our, our secondary really came around uh, great last year towards the end of the year. It's like you have this this full, uh, you know, roster that's that's awesome. And then you have all this crap and, you know, a bunch of uncertainty. But, um, you know, it's it's just one of those things you got to keep your head uh, down to the grinding stone and just keep keep rolling and be ready. Hey, Ryan, you, you actually brought it up. Um, so I, I, I kind of want to expand on it. Uh, assuming they figure it out, we, we have a season. Um Let's say we are playing in stadiums that are full of, you know, a quarter full or no fans. What, what, what might that be like? I know you're gonna. It doesn't matter to you, dude. You probably have. You're just gonna go out there and and bust heads. Um, is it gonna be a little weird to have no fans in the stadium? 
I mean, I played in front of no fans for four years in college, so <laughs> I'm, I'm used to it. But no, yeah, it's definitely going to be it's going to be strange, you know, especially <laughs> if they do like you know intros at home and you know, oh, you know, number six, six Ryan, just you walk out and it's just like dead, dead ass silent, no cheer and no nothing. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be weird. But, uh, you know, for me at, at this point, it's just like, you know, I want to play the game. I want to make sure that check clears and, and, uh, you know, go out there and, and kick some people's asses. You know, that's, that's what it is for me. And, you know, it's going to suck not having fans if that's the, if that's the case, but, you know, what are you going to do? You got to just... But you got to know the fans are going to be watching. Like, in the UFC, oh you watch these, these guys coming yeah. out. You, at, the, at some point, like, it doesn't matter. To put it all aside, get on the field, fight it out. The fans are going to love it no matter what. It's going to be an interesting new thing for, for most fans. It's kind of be, you know, like you, like, it's going to be more like a practice type of environment, but you're actually going to be playing against another team. Uh, either way, it's going to be unique, and I can't wait. Oh, yeah, it's going to be... I, I it's think- gonna be it can be crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I, I think the fans feel the same way as the players, right? Fans are no fans. Like I said earlier, don't don't take it away from me. I, I if I can watch it at home, whatever, man. I watch it with no fans in the stadium. I just don't take it away. Yeah, we Please. need it. We definitely need yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy because I know that football is like, you know, as American as apple pie. Like, it's just. I feel like right now, you know, with everything that's going on in this damn world, it's like we football it. would just bring just that little bit of normalcy back into the, into the world. And, uh, you know, I think it will be very therapeutic for, for the nation and, and people to have somewhat, you know, fans or no fans in the stands having that, uh, you know, something to cheer for and, and be excited for again. Amen to that, man. Hey, maybe, Ryan, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get pyrotechnics back. Maybe, maybe, you know, right? no fans, but we get, we get fire back. You know what I mean? Tennessee, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that true. <laughs> Thanks Tennessee dope. for fucking that up for everybody. Dope, <laughs> right. But, um, what I was going to say is uh, <laughs> stink, said earlier that 90% of this podcast, we talk about meat. Um, the other 10% of this podcast, we talk about baby oil. And I'm never going to ask a player. I'm never going to ask a player to. Why would you bring it? I'm never going to ask a player to make a season prediction. I don't want you to tell me, oh, we're going to go 11 and 5. I don't need any of that. I'm going to ask you what I ask pretty much every guest we have on the show. If you were to choose one player on the Bucks team to lather down in baby oil, who would you He's not going to answer that, dude. He's not going to answer that. What was Matt Gay's answer, by the way? Just so he has a little bit of... Yeah, know, who did Matt Gay say? Contact. He said Vita Vea. He said Vita Vea, I think. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> you got to answer this, Ryan. You have to. You have no choice. He's never coming back on here after that. <laughs> He's like, hell no. This is such an outlandish question. Like. <laughs> Well, it all started. It's really weird, man. We used to always notice how how Noah Spence would wear those really short uh, crop top jerseys in training camp, he's and his abs, not his abs were all glistening. So we're like, he's got to use baby oil on those abs. He's got to. So we're like, that's no way it. He doesn't use baby oil. So so we just decided that's it. We're gonna start picking players and and, and, oh, and talking about year, who would we lather down year. in baby oil. It makes no sense at all, but year, people just, love it. Justin Evans. Justin Evans. Came just, came yeah, out Justin with Evans, dude. Like the shorts all the was, way. He was oiled oh, up in training shorts, camp. Bro. He was right. oiled up in training camp. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> That's it. He's not, he's not answering it. Listen, you could just tell You could tell Dean, and then Dean will tell us. That, that's fine. Oh, okay. That, that Dean is, is going to get mad at you for that. That's what's going to oh, happen. Oh, man. I have, I, have a, I have a prediction early on. It, you know, Blaine Gabbert was out there with them short shorts, bro. I heard. Like, he was I heard Blaine, Blaine Gabbert's a specimen. Yeah. yeah. Specimen for a quarterback. 
Yeah, we noticed right? his thighs. So uh, I think that's a great way to end this podcast. Uh, Ryan. I can't believe you asked him that. I had to, man. This is our show, bro. This so is what bad. we do. He, he, come on. That <laughs> had to be asked. It had to be. That, that's what people tuned in for. They wanted to know who Ryan Jensen would next, slap some baby next time oil we, on. Hey, next come time on. we have you on, Ryan, we're going to expect an answer. By the way, Ryan. Uh, all right, man. Ryan, thank Ryan, you so by much. The way, thank you. Thank you for loving rib. Thank you for loving ribeyes, bro. For ribeyes, oh, ribeyes. Thank you. Oh yeah, ribeyes all day. Hell yeah, man! And wet sauce all over fucking wings. Fuck that dry no, rub. Not dry yeah. rub. Dry rub, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much for hanging out with us, dude. Uh, we totally appreciate you giving us your time. Um, can't wait to see you out there. Fans or no fans, mm-hmm. fucking knock some heads loose, dude. I fucking, I fucking love watching you play, dude. We, we oh, all love watching you play. By the way, the I gotta let you know snatcher. one thing, Ryan. I gotta let you know one thing, Ryan. You had me. You remember you had me at hello when we signed you, and I went back and looked at the highlights, and you fucking destroyed Kiko Alonso for the cheap <laughs> shot. That's where you had me, bro. I was like, yeah. that's my fucking center. That's my right. center, people. He had me when he got that 15-yard penalty on Jerome McCoy. But All right, man. Thank you for joining us, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Go Bucks. Go Bucks. <laughs> <laughs>